You are listening to Let's Talk Trail on podcast. Keep up with the latest episodes by downloading the Podbean app or stream episodes via our social media accounts. Search for Let's Talk Trail on Facebook or Instagram. This episode is sponsored by Student Access. Student Access, the leader in Trio software. Student Access is an online database solution that allows Trio programs to track their students' information, connect with students by text messages, streamline the APR, and work from anywhere, all online, with automatic updates for changes from the Department of Education. Their technical support team includes former Trio staff and has over 50 years of combined experience working with Trio. Make it easier to focus on your priority, the students. For more information and to request a free demo, visit their website at www.studentaccess.com or call them toll-free at 1-800-801-1232. That website again is www.studentaccess.com or 1-800-801-1232. Be sure to share your favorite episodes on your social media by tapping that share button. This is a great way to support the podcast. Now here's your host, Juan Rivas. Thank you, Amelia, for that wonderful introduction. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Trio. I am your host, Juan Rivas. In this episode, we have Ali Landeros, who is an alumni of the Academic Advancement Center and Colorado State University. She graduated back in 2019 with a degree in social work. Ali is on the podcast to talk about her educational journey, her life experiences, and what it's like to be a single mother in college. Coming up in just a bit, Ali Landeros. I want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Angelica Villafano, Rosario Riley, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for continuing to support the podcast. You too can be a sponsor of the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Head on over to Patreon, select your patron level. Level one starts at a dollar a month. A dollar a month goes a long way in supporting this podcast. If you own a business and would like to advertise on the Let's Talk Trio podcast, send us a message and sign up on Patreon on our $100 a month corporate level. At that level, we will weave in your ad on this podcast. Contact us for details. You too can be on the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Send us an email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. Let's talk trio at gmail.com. That's spelled L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. Again, a wonderful episode featuring Ali Landeros, a graduate of Colorado State University and the Academic Advancement Center. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hi. Hello, Trio Nation. My guest on the Let's Talk Trio podcast is an alum of the Academic Advancement Center at Colorado State University. She graduated with a bachelor's in social work in December 2019. She is a mother and loves to spend quality time with her daughter and close friends and family and is very involved in her faith-based community at Millie City Church. She currently works for Volunteers of America at service co- as a service coordinator. We last heard from her uh, over a few years ago at the Trio Day celebration. She is back to share her tri- Trio story and her life experiences. Welcome back, Ali Landeros, to the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Ali, welcome. Thank you, Juan. I'm so happy to be here. 
We are excited. How have you been? How is everything going? Things are great. Um, I'm happy to be here and share my story here. Um, I'm working a good job. I've um, been living in my new home for about a year now. My daughter's in fourth grade. She's thriving. Life is great. I cannot complain. Wow. So we last caught up with you at the Trio Day celebration, but we've been in touch. Uh, we've been yes. out, uh, in touch outside of the podcast, just kind of talking. Mm-hmm. We've also been talking up the day you would be on the podcast because it yes. felt like we've been trying to just schedule something. Yes, I've been eager to come back and share <laughs> my story. I'm so happy to come and um, share my story and I hope it inspires others as well. Absolutely. I think it will. Uh, a lot has changed for you. So give us some updates. Yeah. So... Right now, I am working as a service coordinator for Volunteers of America. I work as um, a resident uh, service coordinator for senior housing at the brand new apartment complex called Cadence here in Fort Collins. I just started there a month ago. It's been great. And let me just say, too, uh, this is actually my very first job ever since graduating in December 2019. Uh Um, Three years. So three years it took me to find a stable employment within my degree um, wow. after graduating. And I'm, it's just, it just uh, blows my mind too. Yeah. Um, I think when you graduate, you're excited and you think things will come, doors will just easily be open to you because you have a degree. For me, that wasn't the case, but also I did graduate during the during a global pandemic, so that didn't help either. Um, that made a huge difference because a lot of places were on hiring freeze, and um, yeah, it was it was rough. It was uh, t- tough the last three years, and I also there was a lot of uncertainty I was going through. I didn't know what I wanted to do anymore. Actually, I uh-huh. I questioned myself. It's like, why did I get a social work degree like I am here I have nothing to show for it Uh and I don't know what I want to do I want to be at a job where I'm happy where um, I'm making um, where I'm making a decent um, wage to take care of myself and my daughter in a place like for Collins where it's just the cost of living is just so high it is really yeah so um there's no way to pause, huh? Yeah, no, uh, that's perfect. I love your summary. I love that you gave us a, kind of a good update. Yeah. Um, so amazing. First of all, one, congratulations that you graduated because Thank I think you. at the moment that we, we interviewed you three years ago, oh, yeah, uh, you right. were unsure if a graduation Correct. was even in the plans. You were you were saying, I hope I can get to graduate. Yes. Um, I hope I get there. But you graduated. You made it. That's Yes, I, I do remember that talk. And I remember, too, wanting to be a probation officer. Yeah, and I do remember that. I did my internship um, the fall semester before I graduated, and that made me realize I don't, I actually did not want to do that, so thank goodness for internships. I hope people can find that, can see the benefit of those internships. Even a lot of them aren't, don't pay you, but that's that's for you to to get into it and see is this what I want to do or is this not right so that's it helped me re- help me realize that that's not what I want to do so, yeah mm-hmm. so you graduated from CSU and now you've joined this side of the professional life mm-hmm. uh, how does it feel how does it feel it feels good it feels really good and I'm um I'm just um I just can't believe that it. it's been three years and things. Life is just crazy and things change, you know, but I'm so happy. Like I feel sometimes I'm not part of CSU, but being an alumni, it makes me still 
feel feel part of the family here, especially yeah. the academic advancement center. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I I would say that's one thing I miss the most from school. I don't yeah. miss anything else. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. But the AAC is one thing I miss the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and I hope you know that being an alumni from CSU, being an alumni of the AAC as well, that you always permanently stay connected. So I hope you continue yes. reaching out and mm-hmm. say, you know, uh, you're you're a great. Uh, aspirational story you're a great uh, person and I think uh, you have a lot to share mm-hmm. with our audience about your overall journey yes. um, so talk to us a little bit about what your life looked out looks like now that it's we're post pandemic are there any pre pandemic t- activities that you were doing that you missed doing or that you're now able to do mm-hmm. yeah I would say one of them is being being able to go to church um, yeah like I um, I go to Mill City Church, and I love that church. And when the pandemic happened, everything shut down. Um, we weren't able to go to church, and a lot of other churches opened up earlier than Mill City got to. Um, so I think it was like a total over a year that mm-hmm. it took to be able to come together and meet in person. I was very involved in my faith-based community there, and then... Um, you know, to put all that on hold, which seemed, it felt, felt like forever, was really, really difficult. And even adjusting to coming back into person was actually challenging, too. Like, mm. it was that post-pandemic feeling of, like, I'm tired and yeah. and trying to get out of the, of, like, being, of being out of that whole shutdown, stay inside kind of um, system there. It was really challenging, but now we've been back. Um, it's been a year that we've been back at, um, Mill City in person and Mm -hmm. it feels, it feels just as before again. Um, I don't feel as, as affected by the pandemic as I was during and being in the midst of it. Right. So, also, you changed location because you and I used to live relatively close to each yeah, other. Yeah, that's right. And uh, yes. it was over at the Swallow Apartments. Correct. Um, but you changed to a new a new spot. Uh, how yes. are you liking that new spot? Yeah, so I lived at those apartments across Rocky Mountain High School for, it was five years. My mm-hmm. first semester at CSU, actually, is when I moved there. Mm-hmm. And then I moved um, from there um, a year ago. It'll be a year. Um, I now live behind the Sam's Club uh, in those apartments and off Boardwalk and Harmony, and we love it there. Such a huge upgrade, such a huge... It is a huge apartment complex, but it's very quiet for it being big. Um, and we're, me and my daughter, we're very happy there. And it's a good area. There's everything there. There's restaurants. There's uh, stores that are walking distance. We're very fortunate to get to live there. We love it there. Awesome. Your last appearance on this podcast was several years ago, back in 2019. Yeah. 2018, 2019. It was 2019. Oh, my gosh. That doesn't feel like that was a lot long ago. And it's crazy because, too, like, I knew that year I was graduating, too. Yeah. You know, and it just just felt like far away at that time. So at that moment, we had a brief talk about your goals and aspirations. Part of it is you wanted to be a a probation officer. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, those goals have changed. Yeah. what uh, what are your new aspirations or new goals? What what do you see yourself doing maybe two to three years from now? You know, I the job I have now. I think my goal, the goal that changed was to 
just find something stable, some stable employment. Also, also doing what I love to do, doing what I am meant to do. And for a while there, I did not know what that was. And also being getting out of your comfort zone to put yourself in situations or or getting yourself into opportunities that you never saw yourself doing um you know like they say if it's scary then go for it so um this job that i work at as a service coordinator i remember just applying on indeed i'm just like apply 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 Mm -hmm. and then i remember getting an email from my my now boss um asking to do a phone interview and then i'm like what did i even apply for here though you know <laughs> right. so i looked back at it and i'm like okay and then i'm like i doubt i would be considered but let's go through with this yeah so we did the phone interview and i'm just thinking the whole time i'm not going to be considered you know i was yeah. be, kind of being hard on myself but then she wanted a, another in-person interview she wanted to move forward and honestly i was shocked so um but i but i was like happy i was like okay let's go forward and then and so we did an, an in-person interview and then had to do another interview. And then she wanted to give me a final interview. And honestly, <laughs> I was so tired. I'm like, oh, my gosh, just give me the job already, please. Right. You know, right. but I def- def- I felt good about it. I'm like, you know, if we're moving forward, it has to be a good sign. Absolutely. And then that final interview was um, a job offer. She offered Very me a cool. job. And I actually was offered another job, too, in the midst of that. And wow, so two job between, offers. Yeah, but I had to choose between VOA <laughs> oh my gosh. or um, the other job. And What was VOA, the other job, if you don't me asking sure so that's just working for state farm and like state farm is a good uh opportunity um but when i put the two together voa was something that it was a no-brainer i had to go with voa volunteers yeah. of america um not that state farm was bad it's just that voa had much more better opportunities benefits and it was going to help me to grow as a person and it was requiring my degree that I had my bachelor's degree so I'm like I gotta go for this this is what I went to school for and I can implement this now so I'm and I'm so happy I chose that I love it it's great and I have my own office never had my own office before so that's new it's yes and um my boss she's in denver so i'm kind of like she's there for me you know and through virtual teams or sometimes she'll come down but um you know it's basically on me i make my own schedule but it's really nice and it's cool to learn that time management skills absolutely so um yeah so and what's cool about being at cadence is um we you know that building just opened up this year Mm-hmm. just this year wow so it's a new property it's new people new residents and a new me there and i'm actually the first permanent employee there um wow. so that made me feel special very special i asked my boss can i have a certificate for that so what's cool about that is we're, we're all starting together from the ground up mm-hmm. and we're all learning together That's other cool. other areas because voa they're they're everywhere so other areas you know they their buildings are not new so they jump into it and are ready to go me I'm kind of climbing up the ladder with my residents up here and learning right. learning how this all works out. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, kind of rewinding, ba- rewinding back a little bit, um, 
what motivated you overall to complete this college degree? Because I know at the moment it was it seemed tough. Uh, it was at that, at that time it was it was you were looking forward to yes. trying to just get it completed so what motivated you my daughter for sure and I think too I was just so close I mean two years sounds long but it really goes by fast it does um, so my daughter most of all and the fact that I made it this far I can make it to the end um, so there was no that wasn't an option giving up was not an option Absolutely. and here I am I'm it's been three years since graduating and looking back it was hard so so hard i look back sometimes like oh my gosh i don't know how i got through that but i did mm -hmm. and yeah i'm very proud of myself that's probably the one of the biggest accomplishments accomplishments that i've accomplished in my life right on mm -hmm. uh, what does life post-college look like for you now now so yes. now it's good now yeah. <laughs> now um but i would say um after right after graduating things are really hard very very hard um you know you're applying you're applying for jobs interview after interview after interview a lot of rejection a lot mm. of turn downs um we'd even try to apply for places that even require that require a degree and then then they still turn you down because they think you're overqualified that was kind of that made me realize like having a degree doesn't guarantee these open doors for me it doesn't guarantee me that job and then also you know, when I said I wanted to be a probation officer, maybe, you know, I thought, well, that's actually not what I want to do. That's what I went to school for. Now that's changed. But and it's OK for things, for your goals and for your for things like that to change. Um, but I want people to know that it doesn't those things don't come easy once you have that degree. It's actually sometimes harder. But mm -hmm. everyone's journey post a college is very different too. Absolutely. But like for me, graduating during a pandemic could not have been a worse time to graduate. Oh, definitely, yeah. I, I'd say that added more, more hardship yeah. towards it. I, I couldn't work because yeah. of no one was just hiring. Yeah. So that really made it hard. But and then even after kind of after the pandemic was, um, you know, the shutdowns were being, you know, things were opening up and stuff. I um I would just work kind of temporary jobs, uh, mm. job temporary contracts. Um, I even worked like delivering pizzas for a little bit because I just could not find anything. Yeah. Nothing was no one was hiring and no one would yeah it was hard so i just took what i could but then also i didn't want to settle for i didn't want to settle in doing what something i'm not meant to yeah. you know like i went i went and applied for anything and everything and took and took interview opportunities that were offered to me yeah but um i didn't want to settle into something that i'm not meant to do right so and what's crazy too is you know you go to school thinking you want to do something and what I'm doing now, I never saw myself doing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing, I'm working with senior residents. I mm -hmm. never saw myself doing. I actually never wanted. I was never interested in working with that population. But here I am, doing that, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's amazing. And I'm like, it's actually interesting too. Yeah. So I just find that really bizarre, uh, in a good way, that you just end up being somewhere where you never thought you would be. Right. That's really cool. Very cool. Yeah. So what is some advice that you would share with uh, someone that is having a hard time <clears throat> post-college uh, mm -hmm. trying to figure out where they should be, where, they're, where they should <laughs> be at and all that? What, what's some advice that you could share? Yeah, you're definitely not alone in that. It is hard. Very, very hard. Very challenging time. Um, I mean, 
we're not in, we're not technically in the pandemic and that's that's what's good however you know i think pandemic or no pandemic it's hard generally for people who just get who just graduate from college um just know just keep doing just keep applying and step out of your com- comfort zone and just go for for opportunities that you never saw yourself doing um have patience be gentle on yourself have patience also seek resources that can help you there are Absolutely. so many resources out there in the community that you may qualify for if you're in the midst of job searching mm-hmm. um in whatever job you can get for the time being do what you do what you got to do and just remember your best is always enough um you might you may hear you know the same advice over and over again about oh go to indeed or go to linkedin or do this or do that or say this or say that or oh there's this place hiring go look into that it's it's you hear that you hear repetitive of the same advice and it's like i've heard that before yeah but people mean well too so you might but just keep thriving just keep doing your best i mean took me three years yeah you know three whole years yeah it's it's crazy but just keep doing doing your best i would say indeed was one of my most go-to places to apply for a job yeah absolutely so um and there'll be some more advice i'm just like not thinking of in my head but and just yeah just have patience and grace and also you know what if you if you get a job and then it turns out you don't like it don't feel bad of quitting or leaving if you don't if if that job isn't for you um and you don't like it like just normalize leaving jobs i think people just feel like they have to hold on to them but if it's not if it's not something that you're happy with or you're not if you're not using your gifts and talents you're just going to be miserable so if you try out a job and it's not good it's not working out for you don't feel bad about leaving and finding something else right. seriously what are so, what are some things that you've learned about yourself post college what I learned about myself, that's a good question, One, She's <laughs> learned a lot of things. I think that I learned that we're always growing. We are always changing. And, you know, we think that we're just, okay, this is, this is me as I am. But there's always opportunities for growth and um, change. And no matter how, as, we, as we're growing older, we're growing. We're growing. There's no, there's no dead end. You know, there's no like, okay, you're done growing. You're going to keep growing. And I don't mean by height. I mean like in person and and your skills and your strength, you know, we're always changing. And two, you know, having people, people in your lives that either are there to stay or come in and out will change you as a person. And um, I'm such a different person today than who I was when the last time we did the podcast and then who I was last year. Yeah. It's a bizarre. It's crazy. In your last appearance, which perfect segue, your last <laughs> appearance on the podcast, you talked about the support you received at CSU. Yeah. Uh, but before all that, mm-hmm. uh, can you take us uh, back a little bit, uh, rewind the clocks, if you will, yeah. uh, to what your upbringing was like? My upbringing, yeah, like in college or uh, way before that. Uh, we're talking about that. at the very beginning because I, I remember in in the podcast we talked about your college experience. Yeah, we talked about your, the support mm-hmm. you're receiving at the AAC. 
Um, but my intention was to try to take you back a little bit more and say, what was your upbringing like uh, as a yeah. as a child and and oh. uh, you coming up with family? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, um, growing up, I grew up in a single parent home. Mm-hmm. My mom raised me and my sisters. Um, it wasn't um, my home life wasn't honestly the best. Um, my mom had to work two jobs, full two full-time jobs to uh, keep the roof over her head and put food on the table. So I hardly ever saw her. Mm-hmm. Um, she wasn't always present. Um, but that encouraged me when I became a single mom myself to want to um, go and to school to get a degree so I can... So I wouldn't have to be in that position of working working so much that I don't have time for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, that was that was um so it's cool it's it's amazing that i grew up having a single mom and then i'm a single mom myself um and then come and then i grew up in a small town where there was lack of resources lack of anything so that encouraged me to move to fort collins i've been living in fort collins for eight years i wanted to raise my daughter here with more opportunities and more resources out here that can help us out and there's nothing like that in in, in old where i grew okay. up yeah. yeah but what i what i did love is being a part of trio when um when i became par- part of the talent search program mm-hmm. and starting in sixth grade oh wow so you started with trio way yes. before AAC. yes so i didn't realize the impact and what and the great opportunities and the good and the outcomes that you would get you know, I didn't realize it at the time. Being mm-hmm. in sixth grade, I just thought this is cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, but then um, in high school is what it made me realize how uh, important secondary education is, and and then just the opportunities that it, that talent search comes with too. Absolutely, um, meeting new people and seeing things. It was really cool. Um, so I'm happy I got to be a part of that. And at the time, not realizing what an impact it would make on my life today. Um, and middle school and high school, they were rough for me. I, um, uh, I didn't like school, actually. Oh. I hated school. Really? I hated it. No way. Yeah, way. So, <laughs> I did not like school, did not enjoy it. Um, I also didn't have the best home life. I believe that the kind of home life you have affects you, impacts you, your ability to want to do well uh-huh. outside of that. Right. And for me, I chose not to do well, but, you know... I I knew the end goal of graduating high school, and that motive that alone motivated me to do my very best and to to, to do my best and good enough to just graduate, um, graduate high school. Um, and I had very little support too. I had very little encouragement, very yeah. little. It was just basically on me. However, I did have the encouragement from from talent search at the time to right keep going i didn't know that about you that you had already had some trio yeah, support yeah so how would your family describe you uh-huh. they would describe me as loud and i'm funny <laughs> and loud and funny really okay. <laughs> it was what they would say they they laugh at me all the time and they would also say i'm happy a lot i'm, I'm always happy um, I, I love when I go to my family gatherings, I'm always laughing and, and trying to put a smile on people's faces. And sometimes I'm just laughing for no reason. And then yeah. they're laughing at me and like, okay, you're funny, but whatever. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, I would say those are the main three um, things that would describe me as is funny, being funny, loud, and happy all the time. Right on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you already told us a little bit about that school wasn't very uh, natural like thing that you gravitated nope. towards but was there anything about school that you liked mm. 
like are you talking about back in high school middle school or, high school or middle school now? elementary any part of school that you felt like I loved elementary school. You loved I elementary. I loved okay. elementary school. It was fun. Um, you know, you're you're a kid and you're you know you're stress free and you're just living life and not having bills to pay or stressor life stressors to worry about. Middle school was fun. I enjoyed middle school the most. Oh yeah. But I think middle school and high school, you know, you're growing, hormones are changing, and people are changing, and that 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 uh, tends to. Um, cause challenges and um, hardships, you yeah. know. It was it was very tough. True. Very tough. Can you give us a very brief, like, what did you like most about each grade of elementary? Not not all the grades, but say yeah. elementary, middle school, high school, college. What did you like about each phase of life? Um, I loved elementary. I loved how we were living life stress-free, had no particular issues, and you're just... You're just a child, just being, just happy, living, living stress-free in the world. Um, I loved school at that time. Um, and then middle school. What did I like about middle school? I loved playing sports. That was a lot of fun. Wow, what did you play? I played volleyball and basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, volleyball was one of my favorites. Then high school. I loved, what I loved it about high school is the freedom that you get towards later on when you become a junior and a senior you know what you know what i liked is how your freshman and sophomore years dictate your future um most of all because i was able to have some block periods and some freedom to be able to just um be independent as possible and graduating was graduating from high school was my favorite memory not just because i was done with high school but it was just fun but um too i remember having um uh, ending my senior year with uh, two of my best friends at the time. Um, that was my favorite memory, uh, really. Um, it was fun. Um, I, I know I didn't keep that brief, but... No, <laughs> no, no. Just, yeah, I was just um, bringing up, bringing, just trying to remember what made me really happy then. Yeah, So absolutely. Yeah, it was so fun. Yeah. But even though I didn't, I hated school, there were some <laughs> yeah. good years. There were some good years, at least, that make me smile. Very good. Did you have any favorite subjects or any favorite classes in college? In college, yes. Oh, my gosh. So one, one class... Um, at CSU, um, so I met my best college bestie, Kayla. I hope she's listening to this. If not, I'll make her. <laughs> but she, uh, I met her my first day. She was a sophomore. I was a tech. I was a junior, transferred junior, uh-huh. and she. Um, I met her in Yuma's class. Yuma is her name. I forgot what the class was called though, but it was a social work class. Uh-huh. And I met Kayla, and we became uh, close sense. And then there was a class where me and her had. The next uh, year, um, it, I forgot what it was called. It was social work, so another social work class, and Professor Mooney taught that class. And um, me and her and my other friend at the time, we would just laugh all the time. And not that we were, like, being disruptive or not listening, mm-hmm. but we would just laugh all the time. <laughs> I remember Kayla laughing so hard. She had to leave to go pee because oh she was laughing gosh. so hard. <laughs> we would just laugh. It was fun. I loved That was my favorite class. Um, I had two of my best friends, um, and it was fun. Yeah. It was just so fun. I think it's, you know, college and classes is what you make of it, most of all. True. You know? Very so, true. So talk to us a little bit about your transition from elementary to middle school. What did you feel? Mm-hmm. What was that like? 
Oh, God, it was nerve-wracking. Yeah. I was nervous. Um, I was very shy at the time. You know, people people find it shocking when I tell them I used to be so shy growing up, and they're like, not you. No way. <laughs> you know, but I'd grown out of that. But I was very shy, and I also had an older sister um, that I would – she wasn't shy at all, so I kind of, like, stood behind her and let her lead the way for me sometimes. Um, but it was it's a nerve-wracking time, but I think as you – as you, you know, just it's you get through that adjustment in the beginning and then it's like and then it's fine later on. Like I mentioned, there was challenges and stuff, but it's not as nerve wracking later on. But I think middle school for a lot of people is the most challenging phase Absolutely. of their lives. Were there any uh, activities, organizations or classes that you really liked from middle school? Uh, talent search being one of talent them. search was definitely. Yes, yeah. OK. And playing sports. Um, I can't think of any. I think I had a favorite class. I forgot what it was called, but me and my friend um, had so much fun fun in there at the time. Um, I think it was drama class, maybe. And um, I loved drama class. That was a lot of fun. It's, it's fun to pretend you're some, something else. So, um, yeah, that, those were my fav- most favorites, absolutely. What about some challenges that you encountered in middle school? Like, what, what was mm-hmm. uh, coming to you that was like, oh, this is a challenge or this is going to be difficult? I think the change people change like you know the the best the friends you have in elementary school mm-hmm. aren't the same people and even you're changing as a person as well um so the change of people change of friendships um i think too that consistent change sometimes you just change friends mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um you're not always uh you don't always stay friends with the same person um and also time management too, as well. Time management skills and and being being having your priority your priorities in your schoolwork. I think people are just so. Some people, some people, not all are, um, so focused in on their friendships and that other activities going on in school and not really not knowing that this is what matters most. Like yeah. and those things come second. Yeah. So I really wish that I. Um, had better focus in on my academics uh, rather than worrying about friendships and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so as your first year in high school started to approach, uh, how did you prepare or how did your mom help you prepare? For, for high that school? Leap? Yep. Oh, geez. I'm, that was over 10 years ago, Juan. <laughs> wow. Told you we were going to rewind it back a bit. Oh, <laughs> like, jeez. Oh, yeah, no. Now I can't, now I'm remembering. So um, I think I was excited, actually. I think I was ready to go into it and to do my best and to and to keep up with my schoolwork and making sure I got all my assignments in and stuff like that. Um, obviously, you know, you know, obviously that would change. I think I right. would like, I would do well, then I wouldn't do so well, then I'd do well again. It was like such a mm-hmm. linear, linear experience for me because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're we're all capable of doing our best and doing what needs to be done. Definitely. It's about choosing that. So I think that I had a phase where I'm going to do, I ch- I'm going to choose to do well, and then I had phases where, you know, I don't feel like it today. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, I still... I still graduated. I still made it, but I but I think that that was a big lesson learned. So in my freshman year, in the beginning, I did very well, and then the end of the school year, at that school year, maybe I failed one or two classes, but but you know it was still early enough in my high school career to be able to pick that up and to and to end well 
and to graduate on time mm-hmm. and with my friends and have those advantages of those uh, block times and stuff like that. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, at this point, were you thinking about college or where did you want to go post no, high school? No, I think I would just, <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, yeah. I think with Talent Search, it made me, I think they would, they, they would teach me about, teach us about college and stuff, but... I didn't. It didn't make no sense to me at the time. Really? Oh uh, yeah. Like all, all I thought of college was, oh, just go to college to make more money and uh-huh. to get a better job. Sure, um, sure. And then you know, actually doing that, you know, actually graduating from college and 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 that process too, like all that uh, schoolwork and stuff is really hard too. And also, you know, you're be. just you just have yourself too to make mm-hmm. sure that you're getting all this done. So, um, uh, but it's not. You know, I, I think I just saw the tip of the iceberg as yeah. far as when it comes to college, but I really didn't care, to be honest with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was What was your level of involvement in high school? Did you get, mm. like, just, it was strictly just friends, or did you branch out and do other things? Yeah, talk to us about that. I think it was strictly just friends. I, uh... I really didn't. I I quit volleyball for the first couple year high school years. Oh yeah. Yeah, but then I went back into it, and then it, that actually made me realize that I wish I didn't stop doing that, playing volleyball. But I also had a lack of support at home too. Mm, yeah. So you know, I my you know my parent was like, oh just um, um, you know, kind of throw yourselves in the lion's cage, kind of thing. Yeah. So, and I'll learn for myself. So, um, yeah, I think it was strictly friends, um, but nothing else really mattered. I would participate in activities like homecoming and stuff, which, which you know, looking back, I wish I appreciated it more and had fun more. But I have my daughter when she grows up, and and when she when it's her turn to have those things, I wanna, I wanna be involved and I wanna help her make that fun. Yeah. You know, I wanna take her to, you know, get her hair done get her homecoming dress get her makeup nails whatever I really want to be really involved because like I mentioned when my mom wasn't always present because as a single parent mm-hmm. you know I want to change that for my daughter and making sure you know my daughter comes first because that's the thing I think and going back to the hardships of trying to find work too was that a lot of places don't care about your family oh yeah they yeah. don't they're they expect you to be flexible with them and when you got children you can't mm-hmm. and so what i learned is to put my daughter first before work mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um so I'm, i know i'm jumping from a different topic but i just want to mention that because my job now is very flexible with me and they care about me they care about my daughter my family so um i don't if my daughter gets sick or i have to pick her from school i don't have to worry about oh my gosh am i gonna lose my job my boss assured me like you know i understand it's fine go take care of your your child like for example she didn't have school friday i wasn't aware of that so i told my boss like um you know i didn't realize this and i can't find her a sitter what can i do she said just work from home it's not a problem Mm -hmm. so they're very very flexible and that's that's what's important to me is to be able to make sure that I spend this time that I have with my daughter because she is going to grow up eventually be on her own and mm-hmm. then she's not going to need me as much mm-hmm. you know as she does as she does now yeah. so I made sure I make sure to 
you know, put her first. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, but those those activities in high school that I didn't appreciate as much, um, I'm going to make sure my daughter does and, um, and hope that she'll find fun in that, and I'm going to make sure to be a part of that, to be involved. Absolutely. Yeah. At what point did college finally come into your mind, or at what point did, oh. did college become something that you were thinking about? When my After my daughter was born, I oh, had wow. my daughter okay. at age 20. And that's when it what that's when it hit me. Like I wanna I wanna do something better. I wanna make something of myself. Uh-huh. And even as a single parent, there has to be a way. Right. And that's when I moved to Fort Collins because I wanted to come to CSU. And mm. there's so many resources out here in the community that have helped me as a single parent to um, keep our roof over our head and food on the table and um, get the bills paid and stuff. Yeah. So um, yeah, the people. It's amazing the resources out there that people are not aware of yeah what was your mom's response to you saying i'm gonna go to colorado state oh you know like i said my family's was less than supportive um and uh they were kind of like hey good luck or you know well who's gonna pay for that kind of thing Mm -hmm. it wasn't always Mm -hmm. the best response okay um like i said i think they're more like oh, we'll see it, we'll believe it when we see it kind of thing. So when I graduated, they were there cheering me on when I graduated. Yeah. Before that, it was like whatever okay. kind of thing. I'm sorry to hear that. That's okay. But that's, that's, what, I, that's what was hard is having that lack of support mm-hmm. um, from my mm-hmm. mom, from my family and stuff. Yeah. So she wasn't the best at that. But, you know, I for me, I want to be different. I want to be, you know, different. The mom that I wish I had, the mom that I needed when – for my daughter. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So I know that when my daughter goes to college or whatever, I mean, I tell my daughter, you know, if you don't go to college, you'll be fine. <laughs> but <laughs> if, when that time comes, if she chooses to, I'm definitely going to be her number one fan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, thinking about the time that uh, you decided to go to college, uh, do you remember what you were thinking? Because um, I know you said you wanted something better. What did that look like in your mind? I think I wanted to be self-sufficient. Um, I wanted to, I didn't want to work a minimum wage job where I live in paycheck to paycheck and only working just to live, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. um, or just to have a roof over my head. Um, I wanted something, I wanted something that was not just to make better money, but to, um, but to change me as a person, to help me grow, um, and to find some find a job where I still have I could still be a mom to my daughter, um, so yeah I mean obviously I didn't realize I didn't have that I didn't realize that at the time when I started you know I'm learning all these things as life goes on and and after graduating and stuff yeah. does that make sense absolutely so why did you choose Colorado State University yeah why did I choose it <laughs> <laughs> uh, one is I started off at Front Range and it was a better process to to transfer from Front Range to CSU and I think the convenience since I live in Fort Collins CSU is here is going to be convenient for both me and my daughter Um, so um, and they had a good social work program here so and that's what what I wanted to major in so I thought I thought it worked out perfectly and and I liked it. It was, um, and that's where I met my my college best friend, Kayla. So um, the convenience and the program, and also trio, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't even realize um, that when I when I got a letter to apply for trio, I didn't even realize that that was um, 
uh, associated with being a part of Talent Search. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, so that that was um, that was probably the main thing for sure. Like, yeah, I'll have a support system here yeah. at CSU. Did you know what you wanted to major in when you got into CSU? Yes, social work. Yeah. Social work. So you immediately when I started. Knew. Yes, okay. when I started at Front Range, I chose social work as my major, and I, that that helps to have like a choice in line. But you know, for people, it's different. People come in not knowing that, or people come in with the major, then they change it, and that's fine too. But yeah, I definitely had my mindset on social work. Wow. Um, how did you learn about the Academic Advancement Center? I heard you say you received mm-hmm. an email or a letter about it. Yeah. Well, tell so, us about the process. How did you get in? Oh, yeah. So I remember I remember reading about it, and I remember applying for it. And then I remember, and then I learned about how it was associated with Talent Search. I'm like, oh, I was a part of Talent Search. Uh-huh. They have a Talent Search here? That's so awesome. Obviously, not just not exactly that, right, but right. pretty much similar. Right. And um, then I remember going to the welcoming event for it uh-huh. here. And um, it was actually at that building across the Oval. And I remember that was the first time meeting Galette. Hi, Galette. Hope you're hearing this. <laughs> Galette was my advisor, and he was awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I remember. So I And then when I, when I did that, um, when I first visited that welcoming session, I, um, it was, I was like, wow, this is yeah. really cool. This is going to be cool to be a part of this. And I made sure to utilize the support that, that it was given. And I even worked for the AAC as a front desk Oh, really? That's awesome. Yes, for my last year of school. Uh-huh. I wish I worked earlier. Um, I worked before. I knew about it before. Before I was working a job outside of here, they were working my school schedule. But it was actually, actually really hard because I was working... 20 hours a week that was 10 not 10 hour shifts two days a week and i only had one day off wow. it was rough yeah. and then but then when i started working for the ac it was a lot more flexibility and they um i had weekends off so that was really fun to work for it and also even volunteer do volunteer activities with the ac was really fun too right on. one one of my favorite memories working for the academic advancement center was going to a conference um in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh wow! It sounded like uh, Encore. Yeah, it wow. was so fun. Um, awesome. And uh, Tim Kafalas was my uh, supervisor at the time. So yeah, hi Tim. So uh, <laughs> that was so fun. That was really fun. It was so fun to work for the Academic Advancement Center. Yeah. Well, so what did you like most about this program? Oh, the support. The support? Yes, the support. I love that they did events and activities, and they would recognize graduates and um, people who who had other accomplishments, like um, GPA-wise and stuff. They would do, the, you know those events they did? I forgot what they were called, but they were there was a dinner and... Um, a slideshow of the graduates. Oh, the end of your celebrations. Yes, yeah. that, that, yeah. So those are a lot of fun. I, I love, too, getting together with the Academic academic Advancement Center to volunteer out there in the community. Like, Fall Cleanup was one of them. I remember we did that. I think it was a year in the fall of 2018, I mm-hmm. believe. I remember we went to do a fall cleanup at this um, these people's houses here in town Mm -hmm. they were so sweet to us they were they made us cookies they um made us hot dogs and chips and stuff and we just uh cleaned up their backyards and raked their leaves and it was a lot of work but it was so fun so uh, there was more to it than just just schoolwork and stuff you know it was um 
beginning out there and helping the community. And I remember cans around the Oval. That was fun, too. Yeah. It was so fun. I loved the Academic Events Center. One of the things I miss the most. And I encourage people to, if they are first generation, to be a part of this program. Absolutely. Being at CSU can be a very overwhelming experience. And even as a professional, when I set foot mm-hmm. on campus, I'm like, oh my gosh, this feels huge. Yes. Uh, for you, what was that moment like stepping foot on campus? Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I'm glad you asked that because, you know, growing up in a small town, it wasn't so easy to get lost. And I grew up, I went to high school that the building was only three hallways. Mm, so you mm-hmm, couldn't, mm-hmm. you couldn't hide, you couldn't escape, you couldn't get lost. <laughs> right. So, but my first day on CSU, I remember, um, gosh, it was like a scavenger hunt trying to look for my classes. Wow. It was really hard. And then, um, I remember one class I was trying to look for. I remember the e- the professor at the time had emailed saying, "Okay, we're gonna be here today." Mm-hmm. So I go to that class and I or that classroom that she said, and I go there and no one's there. Oh, I'll, and I'll, and my phone had died and oh, no. I couldn't look on. Um, get access to my email to see okay well where did I end up going and then I remember uh, just like walking around and trying to look for someone to help me and I actually cried I cried like a baby I felt like a kindergartner just couldn't find her way to her classroom because it's such a big campus and I really did not know where I was going so um and then coming from Front Range Front Front Range is a small campus so that you know I didn't have anything like that you know I didn't have experience like of getting lost there so um I remember crying. I remember approaching someone, asking if they could help me. Um, They showed me a way to get to a computer so I could look at my email to find out, okay, where is this class? And then, and I saw the email then and right then and there saying, oh, we're actually going to be in our original class. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. um, then they showed, they told me on how to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so I show up late to that class. I didn't want to be late, but you know, it happened, but I remember, <laughs> I remember, you know, just getting straight to the point, like, you know, you telling the professor, you emailed us saying to be here and no one was there and I was there mm-hmm. kind of thing. I wasn't mean about it or anything. I was just like, I'm um, telling her what happened and um, it, it was embarrassing to show up late, but whatever it happens. But, you know, that made me feel that made me that kind of made me open my eyes as to, you know, I'm and I'm in such a different atmosphere compared to where I grew up in such a small condensed town and a area and I'm here where it's just so scattered and so huge and mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. even coming back here being on campus right now after three years it's like whoa right it's big yeah. um so yeah that was a I can't I can't find the words but you know I mean I'm a small town girl and now I'm at CSU campus so that's an adjustment absolutely yeah but you know later on I definitely I got familiar with the area and um, I knew, knew where to go later on but that first day was very nerve-wracking absolutely. and I got lost <laughs> what other support did you receive at CSU um, other than AAC I remember the um, AVLS, that was a good one. I also had colleagues in my social work program where we'd get together and study and stuff like that. Um, but I felt like the most support was from the Academic Advancement Center. Right on. Mm-hmm. So the AAC does a lot to outreach to engage their students. Did you find yourself being very involved with the AAC, like yes. in terms of not just working for them, but also doing a lot of activities? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whenever there was an activity that I could attend, I would go. I should mention, though, too, when you asked me about 
what more support I had. I mm-hmm. should mention the Educational Opportunity Center. Okay, yeah. Yes, they would help me with my FAFSA applications. They helped me with a lot there. Right So on. definitely, um, definitely the uh, EOC um, and people from the Trio House were a Perfect. support system of mine. So you had a lot of trio support then. Yes, really. I did. I did. And I don't want to forget. I don't want to, I don't want to forget to mention them. So I'm sorry um, that I forgot, but um, yeah. So they, them, they were uh, support to me too. They're Very awesome. cool. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Let me mention Connie. I forgot where she works at. Though. Oh, Connie was a uh, over. Yeah. I think she used to be financial aid, but she's now she's like uh, the student services building. Yeah, she was one yeah. of the supports. She yeah. was one of, yeah. And angel. Hi angel. So yeah, <laughs> yes, um, yeah, I, I, and these and these people are just coming to my mind. So. I'll give you a moment to, to thank the the the, yes. uh, the people that helped you get to this point. But very quickly, you already shared a favorite memory about the AAC. Do you do you remember anything else that you really liked at the AAC? The the type of things that you really either were there whether it's services. Uh, or activities. What else did you like? Oh, I loved the tutoring. Um, oh, right, the, tutoring. The tutoring that AAC offered, and I remember being paired up with a tutor to help me with my writing. Uh-huh. Um, that was very helpful. I loved that. Definitely utilized that. Um, what else? Um, the people there, absolutely. The people, the staff were amazing. Um, uh, I remember at the time it was uh, Ricky, Galette, Amelia. Amelia was um, the staff at the time too. Mm-hmm. Um, Betty and uh, um, I'm drawing a blank here, but that's that, that's a handful of people I can remember. Oh yeah, Mitch. Mitch, Mitch was one yeah. too. Um, yeah, it was so fun. They were fun. They were great. So yeah. I'm going to give you this time and space yes. to talk about staff members you would like to recognize. Yeah. Oh yeah. really? I'm CSU, jumping either here. CSU or the AAC. Oh yeah. So let's see here. Um, Galette, Galette was my advisor. Got a shout out to him because he was wonderful. He was a great advisor. Um, Tim was an awesome leader. Um, he was great. He did great. Out. He was very generous. Um, he taught me a lot. Um, let's see here. Who else? Um, hmm. I know. See, I go drawing a blank here. The EOC, absolutely, uh, most definitely. Um, Emily Branch, who doesn't work there anymore. I remember when she left, and I was so sad. Um, and then Jan, uh, Jan doesn't work there anymore. I heard, but Jan was a support, was something, some someone I'd like to shout out to. And Angel, uh, Connie, and um, I, and also to Dan. Dan is, uh, he was my talent search counselor. So um, he. He is still uh, part of who he is the reason why who I am. I am who I am today. I will never forget the support and the help that he gave me. Um, so I wanted to shout out to him as well. So, yeah, and that's all I could think of. Oh, yeah, and you won. You, you've been <laughs> great, you. too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm glad you had a community of support at CSU. It sounds like people really just supported to keep pushing you mm-hmm. along and, and getting uh, to your goal. Can you talk to us about your final year at CSU and... Talk to us about your biggest accomplishment. Uh, being here today, my biggest accomplishment is um, that degree, and also um, doing something. I think I think my too is getting out of my comfort zone and and going for and and taking those open doors that are offered to me, such as this, you know. Um, 
and yeah this is my biggest accomplishment is working for volunteers of america as a service coordinator with very little experience um and um yeah all right. It's great. I mean, that's that's the ultimate goal is finding a stable employment after graduating, and it's been a good three years. So, um, yeah, I'm really – I would say that's a huge accomplishment for me, absolutely. Awesome. When you graduated, what were some of your initial thoughts? When I graduated from CSU? CSU? Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. Um I needed sleep. I needed to catch up on all the sleep <laughs> I missed out I on. think that's every college graduate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I uh, – um, I think I, I, I guess I felt like, oh, I could take my time. It'll come easy. Um, that definitely wasn't the case. Um, it was very hard during those times. Very, very hard. Um, and I guess I thought, okay, I could get a good job, get a house, get a car. But all those things are not going to happen right. at once. Right. So, um, you know, one day at a time. And, then, you know, I thought of a house, but honestly, a house is a lot of work. And it's like, you know, I'd be finding my apartment. In Fort Collins, because, it's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money, too. And it's a lot of work, too. And I don't True. have to rake the leaves out of my apartment. I have to shovel the snow. Um, so I'm like, you know, we're, I think it's important. It's all about taking it one day at a time and being content where you're at. One thing Certainly. that my pastor at Mill City Church uh, shared that it will always stick to me is you got to appreciate the small stuff now in order to appreciate the big stuff later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So just I think that's what matters most is being content and to where and where you are right now. Yeah. So we're gonna walk it a little bit back with uh, did you know what you wanted to do after you graduated? You said you really were wanting to land a social work job yeah. or working in social work. Uh, that didn't pan out quite um, as you wanted to. Right. But how did you persevere through all that? Oh, geez. Um, Yeah, I just remember the hardship that and the challenges it came with. I think I just, I really wanted something with my degree. I just didn't know what. But, um, you know, even the the jobs that that didn't require it, require a degree, didn't, um, it was hard for me to get. So I honestly didn't know. I think I was just so, so overwhelmed by the hardship of not being able to find employment and also the pandemic, though, too, when the pandemic and the shutdowns happened, it was like, okay, no working allowed because of the shutdown. That was hard. It caused a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of confusion. Um, and how I persevered, persevered through that, I think the resources were a lot, were just as helpful, especially then, during that time of the pandemic and um um, the support I had with uh, family and friends at the time, um, yeah. I uh, sometimes, sometimes I ask myself the same question: How did I persevere through all that? But I did. Um, I did uh, have support from friends and uh, family, and the resources that were being offered in the community were helpful as well. And I made sure to take advantage of that. Absolutely. Can you share with the audience what you do now and mm-hmm. c- compared to? Because you talked a little bit about briefly about it's Volunteers of America. Yes. Uh, and you're a coordinator for services. What is that? What does that mean? Yeah. So okay. So. I, my title is Resident Service Coordinator, so I'm working for a organization called Volunteers of America. They are a nonprofit organization. They are everywhere. 
in Colorado and all over uh, the United States. Um, they offer uh, housing to the um, vulnerable populations. They help support, give support to them. Mainly our focus populations are the um, disability uh, adults and uh, senior citizens because they are the most vulnerable. We also serve other populations. Um, but I, um, so I'm a, I work at the Cadence property, which is senior housing. These are residents that are over the age of 55, mm -hmm. and I am their service coordinator. So I help those residents get connected to resources that are outside of the community that they may not be aware of or that can be in a benefit to them and also be a support to them. Um, I there's, uh, there's only a handful of things I'm able to help with, and if there's something that they are seeking help on that only property management can can handle I can be present support but and I think it too it's part of my job is to make sure that they are thriving and being as self-sufficient as possible a lot of those residents don't they don't need my program you okay. know a lot of them are already self-sufficient yeah. they don't need it so my the, so my programs are 100% optional I also what I do is I I um, connect with local agencies to come in to um, the apartment to present their services mm -hmm. that could be mm -hmm. a benefit to the um, to the senior citizens as well. So I never saw myself doing that ever in my life, and yeah. I but I'm so happy to have landed a job in, in here. And um, they saw something in me that I couldn't see in myself, because um, yeah. like I said, I was surprised that they wanted to move forward with another interview and stuff. Well, that's so, amazing. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. I think yeah. uh, hopefully this allows you to see that you are super valuable, mm -hmm. uh, that you have a lot of talents that you bring to the table and that uh, you've you've had this uh, skill all along so absolutely yeah and um there's even other service coordinators and other areas there's actually another apartment complex here in fort collins that's uh -huh. part of that and um she's my trainer the service coordinator there which is off of horse tooth and horse tooth and shields area so um that's a property that voa owns and mm -hmm. there's a service coordinator there which she's training me so i have a colleague here in Fort Collins to help me out, and there's other service coordinators out there in the Denver area, um, Colorado Springs. So we all we're all a team. We meet, meet virtually, of course, because mm -hmm. you know we don't we're not gonna like drive to Colorado Springs. But the main office is in Denver. Um, there's times where we'll have uh, big team meetings, and if we're able to go out and meet in person, we'll do that. Um, and then they also do conference um, conferences once a year where we go and travel mm -hmm. somewhere to have. Um, to um, learn about uh, skills that could help us as service coordinators. So there's other service coordinators that are just in the Denver area, and what what they can't, I could what they what's different about me, like I mentioned before, is how I'm just starting in a brand new area and a brand right. new apartment complex where other service coordinators are there in in something that already is existed and people residents know about the program already. Right. And here I'm teaching it and and te and um, I'm starting it here, so it's yeah. it's really interesting, but I love it. It's Very awesome. cool. So, Ali, you've come a long way from mm -hmm. uh, high school to college yes. to now here. What is something that you would like to share with trio students listening to the podcast that are about to start college? Yeah, they're about to start college. Well, I don't envy you. <laughs> 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 I mean, I remember, you know, I remember my first day here. And it was nerve-wracking, but it's also exciting. Um, and take it one day at a time. 
be gentle on yourself utilize your self-care um don't kill yourself for an a you know everyone's getting the same degree whether you have a 2.0 gpa or a 4.0 um just your best is always enough um don't allow that number to define you please um i think that's what i did don't do that um i think what matters is the end result but also also make the best of it you know get, get yourself a part of the programs especially aac and um make sure to do all the all the activities that they have to offer if you can of course um and just know that it's it's the situation is temporary i know a lot of students you know they're going to school during the week and working the weekends you know um i know how that goes um be gentle on yourself and just know that this situation is temporary i remember me starting at csu i hardly i felt like i hardly ever had time for my daughter and um but i remember but i had to remind myself that it's temporary and you're gonna get through it and things will will get better but embrace the mess embrace embrace the hardships embrace the difficulties and the mess and uh, and embrace the good times as well um that's going to change you and help you grow as a person and if you need support the ac is the is the place to go to absolutely awesome uh, i like that uh, advice that you give uh mm -hmm. what are some words of wisdom that you would like to share with the trio staff working not only here at the aac mm -hmm. but nationwide oh the support you guys give is doing more than you think it is. Um, it's uh, definite. It still it still benefits me. It still impacts me to this day, and I am so proud to, to be a proud of such a great um, organization. And um, yeah, you all are doing more than enough, and and your help and your guidance is is um, helping us more than you what you think it is. Um, and I'm still. Um, even though I don't feel as connected as I was before, like I'm, I still, I'm, I'm proud to be a part of that. I was a part of that. And, you know, my daughter not being, being able to be a first generation, I'm sad that she won't be able to get to be a part of that because she's not a first generation. But you're a trailblazer. I'm a what? You're a trailblazer. Trailblazer. You've set the path for her. Hopefully. That's true. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. But, um, yeah, just, um. Yeah, what you're doing is just the support you give is awesome, and keep keep doing what you're doing. Um, you guys are great, and I don't know how I would have been able to accomplish um, the degree and made it through CSU without the support from Trio. Right on. Ali, it was such a pleasure having you on the podcast. This was definitely something we kept talking about trying to do. We finally yes, made it happen. So yes. I look forward to catching up with you again yes, in a future please. episode to give a life update. A life yes, update I would love three. that. <laughs> I would love that. I love doing this. And I hope that I'm an inspiration to people, current students are. who are definitely. just starting or even people who are just graduated. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to I'm happy to be part of this. This was great. I yeah. look forward to the next update. Absolutely. Awesome. So, Ali, as I was sharing with you pre-show, we have a tradition on the Let's Talk Trio podcast that we have our guests sign off at the end. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like a reintroducing yourself and then, uh, you know, giving us a little blurb about what you're doing, what, you, what, gradu what uh, you graduated in, all that stuff. Could you, uh, you know, do the honors to sign off? Absolutely. I'd love to. Right on. Take it away. It's all you. Okay. 
Hi, this is Ali Landeros. I am an alumnum of the Academic Advancement Center at Colorado State University. I graduated, I graduated with my degree in social work in 2019. I work at Volunteers of America as a service coordinator. Tria works. Perfect. That is an awesome sign off. Thank you, Ali. And thank you, Mia, for being so patient in the background. <laughs> uh, we appreciate both of you. Thank you for uh, being on the podcast. And yeah, we look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you, Juan. What a great episode with Ali Landeros, graduate of Colorado State University and alumni of the Academic Advancement Center. Ali, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Remember, you too can be on the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Send us a message via email at letstalktrio at gmail.com. Again, that email is L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-T-R-I-O at gmail.com. Once again, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Angelica Villalpando, Rosario O'Reilly, and Student Access. Thank you all so much for continuing to support the podcast. You too can be a patron of the Let's Talk Trio podcast. Head on over to Patreon. Select your patron level. We start our first level at a dollar a month. A dollar a month goes a long way in supporting this podcast. You can also sponsor the Let's Talk Trio podcast as a corporate sponsor. If you do that, that's about $100 a month. Um, at $100 a month, we will weave in your ad on this podcast. Contact us for details. I want to take a moment to acknowledge our honorary members of Let's Talk Trio. Roderick Chambers, Tony Ho, Scott Kendall, and Susan Cramp. The Let's Talk Trio podcast team is John Russell, editor, music composer, music producer, and audio engineer. Amelia Castaneda, marketing manager, social media manager, script supervisor, and producer. Juan Rivas, executive producer and host. This podcast was recorded November 12th, 2022. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode.